Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGall, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.mcgaugh, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Welcome to the Follow the Brand podcast. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM. Today's guest is a career information technology professional with a keen focus on the healthcare field. He uses his empathy and drives to bring innovative solutions to life to enable positive outcomes for the patients and employees he serves. Harley got his start by taking advice from his relative's friend to pursue a career in technology. He would work in a doctor's office working on computers at night and attend school during the day to get his bachelor's degree from Florida Atlantic University and later a master's degree from the University of Phoenix. Once he got into a leadership role, he saw the path to success. As the manager for network engineering and telecom for a large institution, he learned time management, further enhanced his people skills, and began to truly develop his management style. As the manager of network engineering and telecom, he oversaw network engineering, telecom, audiovisual, cabling infrastructure, digital signage, and mobility teams. After successfully managing these teams and winning service excellence awards and being recognized by his peers as a transformational leader, encouraged him to pursue the next step as a director. Currently, he is the Associate Director of Network Engineering and Operations at Jackson Health System. In this role, he is overseeing the operations, setting long-term goals, budgeting, and driving the technology of his teams. Harley says you must have both a formal education degree and technical certifications to compete in today's IT job market. He believes the true value that whatever we do will stem from the people. To drive technology, we need to drive the people behind it. Understand what motivates individuals, understand how to keep them engaged, encourage them to begin their path. At the end of the day, Harley believes that if he has impacted one person in his life during his journey, then he will feel accomplished. Listen and enjoy our discussion as Harley details his love to see people succeed as he leverages technology to its full potential. Harley Ortiz is putting himself in the future to become a chief technology officer to not only drive technology, 
but give a true focus and path for an organization. Let's welcome Harley Ortiz on the Follow the Brand podcast here where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another glorious week on Follow the Brand. This is the Follow the Brand podcast with your host, Grant McGaw. And as always, we have a special guest. This special guest is a veteran in the healthcare information technology space. I've known Harley Ortiz, and I'm trying to remember, I think I've known Harley maybe five, six, seven, eight, I I don't know how many years. But every year that I've known Harley, it has been wonderful. And you know what? The last time I saw Harley, this is a true story. Last time I saw Harley, we were at the Fountain Blue Hotel. And me and my girlfriend had just eaten dinner. I come out. You know, there's three, four million people that live in Miami-Dade County. Who do I see standing there waiting for his car at the valet? Harley Ortiz. So I want to introduce you to Harley. He has been a a wonderful person, a great friend. And I wanted to bring him on this show because he has a great story and I want you all to hear it. So without further ado, Mr. Harley Ortiz. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Grant. It's a pleasure, one, to see you. Uh, It's been a while, especially because of COVID. So I'm so happy to see your face, be able to talk to you. And it feels like we're here in person. So I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is as close as we can get so much, you know, right now because we have been in the COVID time. I got vaccinated and I thought we were coming out of this in the summer. I was so happy. Man, I'm so sick of this 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 mask that I have to wear and that type of thing. And then, boom, we went right back into this Delta variant and the hospitals again are ringing the bell. Now, you work at a hospital. We'll talk about what you've been doing because you have illustrious career for the last 20 plus years. So tell this, tell us the begin. How did you start your story, Mr. Ortiz? <laughs> well, I can tell you that I, I, for me, really, it started from the college time frame that, um, you know, I'm getting out of high school and I'm trying to decide exactly what I want to do in my life. And I have an older brother, so I was going to follow in his, his footsteps and just try to go into business administration and uh, never forget uh, one of his friends. Um, he, when I told him, hey, I'm going to follow business administration. And I never forget, he told me, he says, look, Harley, the future is going to be computers. Do something related to computers. And I was like, you know what? Why not? And I actually chose uh, management information systems was the bachelor's degree at that time. And I pursued it. I actually went into college. I did my management information systems as a bachelor's degree. Um, And while I was in college, I was um, obviously trying to pay some bills, pay insurance for the car, gas for the car. I was working at a, at, a, at a condo association buffing floors while I was in college. And never forget the head of security, his wife worked in a doctor's office. And he says, hey, they're looking for somebody part-time to go ahead and uh, work on some of the computer stuff part-time. And uh, since you're doing your, your bachelor's in computers, you know maybe you want to get some exposure. So I ended up doing the interview and I got the job to work part-time, you know, fixing PCs in a doctor's office. So for a little bit over a year, I worked at a condo association from six in the morning to about two o'clock in the afternoon, buffing floors, like literally buffing floors with a machine and waxing and all that other stuff. I would leave there, go to the doctor's office and work on computers until about six o'clock. 
And then from there, I would go to college and go attend class from seven to 10 at night. And I did that routine for about a year until finally uh, the part-time became full-time. And then I was able to work full-time at the doctor's office and uh, managing their servers and kind of helping out with email exchange and doing kind of that minor stuff. And it's a small doctor's office. So he really, he really looked out for me for that time frame. Eventually I outgrew that and I was ready to kind of move on and go to a bigger organization. And uh, I went to a job fair where uh, Jackson health system was there. And uh, same thing. It's one of the things that I got lucky. Um, and I'll never forget the, uh, the actual recruiter that was there. His name was Vishnu. And I remember talking to him and he says, look, I'm not here for IT. We're really recruiting nurses, but you know what? Uh, go ahead and give me your resume. Go ahead and give me your resume. I know some of the IT folks, I'll hand it over. And I got lucky. Two weeks later, I got a phone call. I did an interview. And I think a month later, I ended up getting the job as, the, uh, as a te- desktop technician at wow. Jackson Health System. That's how you started. Yeah. That's the start. That's, that's the start uh, of your your history at Jackson. Isn't that, that something? That was that was my very and I think I think it was like in two thousand or two thousand one. I think is when I when I started there around that time frame, and uh, I got in at a very good time because during that time they were building up the the desktop team and uh, trying to get organized and stuff like that. So I get, I came I think I feel like I came in at a good time to the organization to do that particular job. Um. Once I was there, you know, Jackson is one of these places. It's a huge place. It feels like you're, it's a little city. And I got to admit, it felt like home because everything was there. Like, you know, we had the dry cleaners. We had the post office. You know, I was like, man, we don't have to leave this place. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, moving from a doctor's office to a large organization, it was extremely, uh, it was an eye opener for me. That I'm like, you know, this, this, I can take, I can, this is a career. I can, I can make this a career. I can move forward with it. Um, especially that my bachelor's was focused on, on management information systems. And um, that's, that's what I decided. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this. I'm going to, I'm going to see where this takes me. And once I was there, my goal was to kind of just, you know, absorb, learn, um, take as much as I can in, apply what I've learned from school. Um, and then eventually I, I got the opportunity that I wiggled my way around and I started getting into different disciplines within, within IT. Um, besides desktop technician, you know, I was able to, we were able to form a group, which was called move at change group that just focused on anything that was like new deployments and moves and changes. And then from there, I was able to wiggle my way around into like uh, what they called a, a peripheral device coordinator um, had to do with coordinating between the applications group and the hardware group. Um, so I kind of started doing that and then eventually I got my break to get into network engineering. And, uh, once I got into network engineering, that opened my eyes for like a completely different side of it because I was focused, especially in healthcare. We're very, I don't want to say segmented, but we have our specialties. You know, you have your desktop guys that focus on the PCs. You have your network engineers focusing on the networking, the routing, the switching, and even on the server side, right? You have your, your system admins that focus on data center and stuff like that. So we're very, you know, we have our specialties. So for me, I was focused on desktop. I was focused on the PCs. And when I got into network engineering, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is, I can, I can do some damage here. <laughs> so that to me also was just like another step for me that I'm like, man, I, you know, how can I now exceed um, or excel, sorry, as to where I'm at now with, within network engineering? Let me and, ask you this, um, because our audience, mm-hmm. some of our audience, 
are not tech savvy. So as you're explaining your 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 experience and your trajectory, you need to understand when they're talking peripherals, you're talking about what what I call something you can touch and feel. Your end user component, right. right? Your mobile your mobile device or your desktop or anything like that. But when you got into network engineering, now you're working in the what the the Wi-Fi world? Are you working with the network switching or? Correct. It's, it's, it has to do more with the routing, the network switching, uh, the, exactly that, the wireless. Um, uh, from a security perspective, the firewalls. Um, so that kind of infrastructure is, uh, is really what, what I got involved in. And like I said, that just opened up the door to like a whole new side of IT. Because um, there was for quite some time, I was focused on the desktop side. I was focused on the application of the PC, you know, how, what the PC is doing. But now, technically, now I'm going behind the PC, right? I'm going, what's happening behind that cable and in the wall? And it goes back to a closet. What's going on in there? And um, like I said, that just exposed me to a whole other side of it that was exciting to me. And um, very fortunate that I, I, I got the opportunity. Um, I worked very hard, though. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I did it with a purpose. Because I, I wanted to move forward. I wanted to, to, to achieve different things. So I knew that working hard uh, was going to get me there. So I, I feel like I did what I needed to do. And um, I achieved it. I was able to get into the network engineering side of it and uh, focused on that side of it. So let me, let me ask you this, uh, Harley, because you you definitely have a, a lot of experience and, you, and a lot of uh, stories that you have been exposed to in your career. And if you were talking to the audience, a person out there who's now just getting their degree, they're just getting started in this, and they're very interested in information technology. And I get a lot of people asking me this question a lot, you know, how do I break into health information technology? How do, what does that look like? If there's something that was in your career and something that you would want to tell your, even your younger self, what would that be? What would that sound like? You know, it's it's always been a challenge, and I've seen it over the years that it, it has changed in the sense of before, um, it used to be uh, like a technical degree. So in other words, we wanted you to have the, the certifications uh, in order for you to get in here. Um, and typically, it was one or the other. And I remember back in the days, that's the way it was. It was either you have certifications or you have your formal degree in the sense of, you know, a bachelor's or something along those lines. I got to admit, nowadays, you got to have both. <laughs> right? Nowadays, you, you know, that resume needs to show some certifications, a bachelor. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very competitive, more competitive now than, than ever before, in my opinion. Because now if I'm hiring somebody and I look at a resume, you know, we're, we're looking at the experience. We're looking at the certifications. We're looking at what kind of formal education do they have. Um, and, and it all comes into play these days. So, for me, my journey was based on, on, on the times that, that we were living in. Um, I didn't focus on certifications because I was, I was focused on getting the real world experience because I was given the opportunity. You know, I, 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 I got to admit, I wasn't looking to get into network engineering. Um, I was excited about it. I looked at it. Um, I was given the opportunity and I excelled. Um, and uh, but I got to admit, once I started taking off into network engineering, I'm like, man, what's what's the next step here? And that's when I decided, you know what, before I get some more certifications or before I work on certifications, I want to go ahead and get my master's. 
Um, and I kind of, at that point, once I decided I want to get my master's, I kind of knew I want to get into leadership. I, I want to, I, I, I want to be a part, um, at a different level. Um, and, uh, I think that's what made me decide to take the route that I did, which is more into the leadership world. Um, so my background still is obviously all the desktops. And so I, I you know, I don't want to say I started from the bottom cause it's not the bottom, <laughs> um, by no means is that the bottom at all. Um, but, but, but I got started at that level. No, you, 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 and this is the thing that I've learned. I just learned this from uh, Leon Green. If someone's listened to that particular episode is that when you understand what it is, what it is that is your craft, what you do, you understand it at, at a higher level that you can actually teach it to someone else makes you a great leader. So now you understand, not only you've mastered and you understand that peripheral world, now you understand that network world. So when you go into leadership and then you have to not only guide your guys or girls or whoever it may be to, to be able to manage and uh, keep the uh, runtime up on these systems, you can now have that conversation with the business. And when they come to you with a problem, they say, you know what, this is what's happening you know, in, in, in this particular department, is there a technological solution? And then you can, you know, you can understand the business side as well as the technical side. Have you found that to be a benefit for you? I don't know, hundred percent. I mean, you know, just to 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 your example, um, you know, even back in the days, our, our CIOs um, during those during that time frame, a lot of them were old mainframe guys, um, and um, you know, these are CIOs that really didn't understand what we were, the, the, what was coming storage and networking and the switches and because they, they were, they had a background of mainframes. So even that has evolved. And now the CIOs of today, they know, they know, you know, storage, they know the switching, they know all that stuff. Um, so I think that's, that's where it kind of puts me in that, in that, that, that environment that I started from that, that aspect. So I know what the PC is doing. I know what the network is doing. Um, you know, and, and then I can translate all that because I've been a part of that. So I, I, you know, back to your question, if, if I have to give advice to, to anybody that's starting in this is definitely observe, um, try to get involved in as much as you can, because all you want to do is just, you know, absorb all that information because it all ties in together. Um, I'm lucky and I'm very fortunate that in my career and, and which has been based around healthcare IT. You know, we have our disciplines that we focus on. So I've always been focused on majority of the networking side. Like I said, I started off on desktop. So once I got into networking, that's my wheelhouse, right? That's that's where I live. Um, but there are other organizations, there are other environments that you have the the IT guy that does it all. You know, he's he is the desktop guy, he is the firewall guy, he is the you know the networking guy. And the, now that's not a bad thing. You know, you're you're jack of all trades if you can handle it. Uh, but you have a basic understanding. So when you're talking to the different leaders that handle those areas, you're all talking at the same level. And, um, you know, you can, you can call each other out on certain things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, Now I want to pivot a little bit because now we've talked a little bit about your career. We've talked a little bit about your expertise. We haven't talked a lot about you as a person. And this is a, a branding show. And I want, you know, there's going to be people listening in on this show. I want you to tell us a story, something about yourself that a lot of people don't know. 
<laughs> so I, you know, I, when it comes, I guess when it comes to branding and, 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 you know, even before this interview, um, and, uh, and, and talking to, you know, yeah, I, I've thought about that. I've had to like take a step back and say, you know, what, what have I done? Who am I? How have I gotten here? Um, and, and, and how do I continue to do this? And it's all because I like the person I feel I am. So to your point, I, I just, I am a person that I, I want to say I love and I enjoy people, um, working with people and seeing people succeed. Um, I love to empower people. Um, I, 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 I make it known. I, I, am, I don't know it all and I don't want to know it all. Um, that, you know, I, I want to make sure that I can put people in places where they're going to succeed and they're going to excel and they're going to accomplish what they want to accomplish. I am not one of those that, you know, that I'm going to succeed on your back, in other words, right? I don't, I'm not going to hold you here. If you're one of my guys, I'm not going to hold you here until, you know, because you're doing a great job for me. And if you leave, all of a sudden this falls apart. Like if you leave, you know, I want to see that you're leaving for a better job, more money, and because uh, you're going to make you and your family happy and that's great for you. And put me down as a reference, you know, that's um, so I got to admit for me, I just that's one thing. Right. I, I really enjoy seeing that. I like I like seeing people succeed, whether it's with me, without me. Um, I think it's a great thing. Uh, I've done it. I, I feel like I've done it. I've been able to move up in my career and uh, I like seeing people do that. I like seeing them accomplish their goals. So that's one thing about me that, you know, I. I I don't know if a lot of people know. I know. I want to say the people that were close with me, they 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 know that because I, I I've said it, but some other people might not know that. Um, what leadership is? Um, because I've had so many. Uh, I've had a lot of CIOs. I've had a lot of directors. I've had managers. Um, and I think over time, I've just absorbed, right, from every single leader that I've had, the, the good qualities. And obviously, taking note on what I felt was the bad qualities, but under try to understand it. Uh, you know, perfect example is, and it's very controversial when it comes to, like, even you mentioned about you getting vaccinated, right? And there's people that don't want to get vaccinated. And, 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 and this is where I take a step back and, you know, I'm not going to go, why, why not? Why don't you want to? I take a step back and, I, you know, and I try to put myself in their shoes. Why? Why wouldn't they want to? And try to understand that and then sympathize to that, uh, you know, for whatever reason it may be. But that's, that's the, tr- the way I try to approach different things. So when it comes to me, my career, working with people, um, I'm very sympathetic to their cause. Uh, I try to go above and beyond to uh, to get the job done, whatever it is, whether it's personal, whether it's work related. And I think it's because of that. I just, you know, I, I can shed a tear. I can shed a tear in, in a good romantic movie. There's going to be a tear coming out. And, um, but I, I'm just, uh, you know, no matter what I do, it's going to be there. Um, so I would say that's another piece of me that, that, you know, has helped me in my career and has kind of pushed me along as well. Well, i tell you one thing. You filled out the online questionnaire on the fivestarbdm.com website, and it helps you to frame who you are. Kind of step back, look in the mirror, right? 
And one of the things I, I, I liked is that when we asked about what are your top values, your operating principles, your statement stood out. It said, I am with you. I will work with you. No one is below me. We work to get, excuse me, we work to get her towards the same goals or we work toward the same goals. Sorry about that. That tells me, and more than that, throughout your entire questionnaire answers, empathy, 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 that you put yourselves in another person's shoes, especially in the healthcare system, especially I know you used to work at uh, Nicholas Miami Children's as well. Mm-hmm. And when you see children that are, are hurt and are, are going through you know, health issues, you can't help, but I would figure to be empathetic. You, you've got to have a heart for that. So he's like, hey, let me do my part. I will make sure this is not one of your problems that you have that whatever from a information technology perspective that you can provide, you will, you will provide. And I remember talking to you when you were over there at Children's. You, you have a son. Your son, I believe his name was Harley as well, right? This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Correct it is. <laughs> so as his, this is your son, you're his dad. I'm sure that he looks up to you and what, what you do. And if you were on this show, what would you say to him about your career and what you've done in life? So, you know, it's funny. I mean, he's, he's, he's 11 years old now. And, um, and also I have a, a daughter who's 15. So they've, I, I, I want to say they've come along with, with me on this journey because they're, they're very familiar with the hospitals that I worked at. Um, you know, they, they've been to, uh, to, to Mercy when I was there because I, you know, I took them to the water to go look at the water and show them my office. And that's when they were really, really young. You know, I've taken them over to, to Jackson. Um, I've taken them over to Nicholas. And um, so they, 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 they know my journey. I want to say they know where I've, the places that I've worked, they, they've seen the, some of the stuff. And every day when I get home, how's work, daddy, how's work? What did you do today? How many meetings did you have today, dad? Um, you know, that's, that's kind of the feedback. So they, they've, they're, they're aware. And, um, and I've been a lot, I've been a part of a lot of expansion projects uh, through Nicholas, through Jackson health system. And when I say expansion projects, it's like new buildings, new medical offices. Um, and my kids have seen it. Uh, because whether it's been a grand opening, whether it's been something along those lines, they've seen that all the infrastructure that has gone in. I've taken them into the network closets, and I'm like, "Look, this is this is what Daddy works on." Um, I never say that this is what I do because I didn't do any of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh, but as a team, you know, this is what we we got done. So they they've seen it, they've seen it, they hear it, um, and uh, I, I want to say they're very proud of me, um, you know, because they they respect. I get, I think they respect what I do. Um, they know that that in a, in an essence, I feel like lives are at stake. Um, what we do in regards to healthcare IT. You know, we're supporting the doctors, the nurses, the staff in order for them to get their jobs done so they can, and in essence, take care of the patient. So I take it very seriously um, as to what I do, especially when it comes to healthcare. So to your point, working at my life that just completely different than working at an adult hospital. When, you know, when you walk around and you see the kids and and you feel for them. So you just want to go out of your way. Like, what, what can you do to make their stay more comfortable? Um, so Nicholas was one of those that was very innovative. Like, we looked for ways to do things um, to, you know, to how do we help? How What can we do from a technology perspective? And, um, you know, just even can we get an Xbox in the room? Can we get a PlayStation in the room for them? Um, so it was, it was that type of mentality. So for me there, it went, it went beyond looking at the network. It was like, what else can we do to make their stay more comfortable? Um, so to your point, and, and that came for me, at least for me, it came from that empathy piece of it. Right. Because I felt like, man, if I'm, if it was my child, if I was here, you know, what can I do? What, what would I be doing? And, um, a lot of that came from that. And uh, they, they did, I mean, overall, they, the, the hospital itself did a great job at, uh, at, at facilitating and giving us tools to try to achieve those goals. So let me ask you this. We're in COVID now going on a year and a half going, look like we're going to go maybe into two years. Right. How has that changed what you do mm-hmm. and how you manage in your world? We've had to get creative. Um, especially for at least on the infrastructure side. Um, overall, in the healthcare sector, we've tried to minimize our, our exposure. So typically, any other given day, on a normal day, we might have to go to the network closet. You know, we have to get into the ceiling tiles. It's in the patient hallway. Some of it is in patient rooms. Um, now with COVID, you know, just trying to minimize exposure to our own staff, we've tried to reduce, um, uh, you know, having them go out there. So we've had to get creative on a couple different things. So, and I'll give you a good example, at least with my with my current employment employment. Um, uh, we, for example, data jacks, data jacks in a patient room. Um, for security purposes, we don't activate all the data jacks, right? You don't want to leave active ports on there. But all of a sudden, now we need to take a new instrument into this particular patient room, and we need a port live. That's just you know, with the jack in the wall, it's it's you need to make it live. So how do you do that without, without having a technician go over there, a technician walk in the closet, you know, having to walk in the patient room to look at what, you know, what the jack number is and all that other stuff. How do we do that? And, you know, we quickly looked and we're like, okay, how do we enable this? So we, we don't have to have pay, people go over there. The nurses know exactly where they need to plug in and they can do what they got to do. We took full advantage. We actually have um, what we call these bedside APs that have ports underneath them. So we basically said, you know what? Each patient room has this. Let's go ahead and enable a port on there. And that way the nurse knows exactly where to plug in. 
and we made a little sketch, a little drawing, presented it to them. And now if they need it, they know that they can plug in there. And that was that's just something that wasn't that wasn't enabled or turned on before. So that's just an example that we we've had to get creative. Uh, for one, because we want to, you know, minimize exposure to our staff. Uh, and two, it's really just leverage the technology that we have. So it's it's pushed us, right? It's pushed us to think, what else can we do um, to empower the nurses, empower the, the doctors? You know, they're, they are so critical. And the last thing we want them to do is worry about the technology. So we, we you know, I, we're always going to look and, and do the things to make it easier for them. Um, because they are the front line, they are the ones that are there. And, um, but the last thing we need them to worry about is, you know, how do, how do I connect this PC or how do I connect this EKG card or how do I do this? And that's the last thing we need them to worry about. So, um, like I said, it's more about getting creative and, uh, leveraging the technology we have and using it to its full potential. Man, that, that is wonderful that you're doing your part you know, in these unprecedented times and to step back, look at innovation and how you can do things differently to have a different uh, outcome and, and safety and quality. And like I said, the uh, clinicians and, and all the people that are out there, they're, they're exposed to these types of things every day. So anything that you can do from an IT perspective to limit that kind of exposure is, is huge. And I applaud you for that. So let me ask you this. We're going to project out three, five years from now. What would you like your career to look like and why? I have to admit, I think where I'm at now and, and how I've grown and, and being in this career, in this field, in this career and, and being a part of the things that I've been a, been a part of, uh, you know, from the desktop side, network engineering side, project management side, um, I, I think I'm at a point. Um, and don't get me wrong, I still need mentoring. I, you know, I'm always, I, I, I need to stay humble, right? So I, I, I and I want to stay humble because once again, I said it before, uh, I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. <laughs> um, that I, you know, it's just, that's the reason you, you work with people, you leverage each other and, um, you know, and, um, you work together to get the job done. This is not, you know, the one man show over here. So I recognize that. And, and, and by the way, I, that's one of the things that I always love to say, whenever I, I, I take over a group or I move into, I go to a new place and it's new people. Um, I, I tell them all the same thing. I said, look, I'm, I'm not here to change everything. I am, I am not here to, um, to do your jobs. You know, we're all adults, you know, either we got mortgages, we got bills to pay. Um, I am here to remove the obstacles to basically empower you guys, give you the tools and remove all the politics from your job. So you guys can get the work done. Uh, so that's, that's really all I, all I'm doing as a leader is that I just, I, I, I want to empower you guys. And, you know, I don't, this is not my network. This is your network. You know, at, at, at midnight when something happens, you know, they might escalate to me, but who's going to take care of the issue? You guys. You guys are going to log into these things and look at logs and let's look at what's going on and let's fix it. So this is your network um, and or, or whatever it is that we're managing at that time. I, I let them know this is yours. This is, you know, 
And um, so I let them know as from a leader perspective, that's that's really what I want to accomplish is just remove all the obstacles, forgive you the tools, and let's remove all the politics from whatever you guys are dealing with and just so you guys can get your job done. So along those, along that that mindset for me, because I've been a part of different um, uh, pieces of technology, right, within within this field, I, I I would love to get to the point where I can I can get into the the like the CTO, the chief technology officer role. Because um, once I get there, now I, I feel like I can, I can bring all the different um, aspects of IT together. So now we're working as one unit. Um, yeah, I, you know, and and not that it's ever been missing from any other, any organization, but I, I can see that that that's one thing that we can always do better at, which is making sure that the desktop side, the network side, the server side, that we're all setting the same goals and setting and heading in the right direction together. So when I look at a like a chief technology officer role, because the CIO for me is 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 more wide, right? That's I mean you're looking at that point, especially when it comes to healthcare, you're leaning, you're looking definitely a lot at the application world. Um, you're looking at, for example, the electronic medical record, you know, what is it doing? How is it doing it? And I have to admit, I have a passion for the infrastructure side of it when it comes to the desktops, the, the, the networking, the servers. And I think that's where I would lean on the, that CTO role to kind of set the mission, the vision, you know, along with the CIO, of course, but really set the direction when it comes to those aspects of technology. And then not only that, but for me also the CTO role will allow me to, to, to bring in some innovation into what we do. Let's think outside the box. Um, you know, what can we do to make things better? Um, and then and, and that innovation piece is so key. And I learned that from one of my CIOs um, that, I, that I had a long time ago that uh, he, 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 I don't want to say he forced it upon us, but he definitely pushed a little bit hard that he's like, hey, once a week, think about something that you can be innovative, that you can innovate in this place. You know, even if it's a small thought, just five minutes, what can we do different? And let's mention it. And um, that ever since then, it had me thinking, yeah, what can we do different, right? So it's not so much the firefight, you know, it's, it's, it's and not even about being proactive. It's like, what can we do different to make things better? Um, and I got to admit, I, ever since then, I've I've tried to look at things that way, um, and I'll give you another perfect example when it comes to that. When you're when we're looking at like network closets, for example, you know I have vendors that I work with, and, and uh, when when you look at a network closet, it's always the same thing, right? It's a rack. You have cables going everywhere. You have your wire managers, and uh, you have four walls. That's a network closet. But you know I, I've I've I don't want to say I've challenged them, but I've definitely had conversations to say, look, what are you guys doing different? You got four walls to work with. Um, you, you guys are always putting a rack in the middle and, uh, and then you're putting cables, but what else can we do? Can we leverage the walls? Can we manage the cable system a different way? Should we be putting uh, you know, different patch panels? Should they be angled, not angled? What's the layout of the closet? You know, just what can we do different and not just, get comfortable with what's been done in the past. So uh, I got to admit, I, I kind of enjoy that piece of it. So I feel getting into that CTO role will one, like I said, allow me to do the mission vision um, for these different groups, but also allow me to be innovative and actually bring these different ideas into whatever institution I'm at and, um, and have a little bit of um, 
uh, power to really implement it, right? So that, that's really, I think, where I would like to see myself in the next five years is uh, is getting into that type of role. Man, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up around innovation and uh, technology because you have to think out of the box. There's a huge challenge in the healthcare industry that's taking place around digital transformation. It's been known widely known in the industry or, or a lot of in business itself that healthcare has been a laggard when it comes to uh, adoption of certain technologies. Um, and for reasons that make sense, it's sometimes I think someone said it takes 17 years to adopt something new from a clinical perspective. So they're not that um, eager to change unless it's proven, right? But now you've got things like cloud computing that's been around now. People are taking advantage of it and they're starting to see why it is is important and that you're able to get more knowledge because you're not on in a, in a silo, so to speak, just within your own network. Now you're within the universe of the entire world network, but the, the security aspects, there's HIPAA, there's regulations, there's compliance. How do you see this digital transformation world working out in the healthcare world? So to your point, I mean, it's, it's something that has been coming and it's, and it's here and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so uh, to your point, we, we've had to adapt, right? Um, you know, we still rely heavily on our CIOs to kind of make the decision because they, they are setting the, the, the kind of the overall vision from a security perspective, whether they feel it's safe or not safe. Um, but I'm at a point where at least I feel that, you know, we have to dive into it. Um, now, whether do you go completely 100% in that direction? Maybe not. Uh, maybe get your feet wet, put some put some applications or anything on, on that side of the house, um, and get exposure to it. And um, but I gotta admit, I think I've done that throughout my career. That I don't, I, I don't want to be the guinea pig. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be the one that you know you're gonna test on and and uh, and, uh, and and use me for that. Um, but let's get some exposure. Let's look at it. Let's get some exposure. Understand it. And that way we can have an intelligent conversation as to why we're going to support it or why we're not going to support it. And uh, so once again, I'll give you an example when it comes to like, for example, SD-WAN. And I know that's very techie uh, for some of the listeners out there, but SD-WAN in regards to, you know, having that connectivity between, at least in my case, between hospitals, you know, there's a cost savings factor when it comes to that. Um, but the technology itself, it, you know, the security piece of it, the redundancy piece of it, um, that's not something that I, I can dive into from a healthcare organization. I can't dive into it 100% and say, hey, we're, we're changing everybody, but why don't we start with a small site? Let's go ahead and get, you know, a remote site. Let's get SD-WAN out there. Let's test it out. Um, and if it works and we can prove that it's redundant and secure and all that other stuff, then we move forward. So that that's kind of been my approach for a lot of the technology that that as it has evolved mm-hmm. is I'm never going to say no to it, um, but let's test drive it. Let's go ahead and test drive it, prove it, and then at least I can have an intelligent conversation whether it's yes or no. No, I totally agree with that because everything you do in the healthcare world world in the hospital is critical. So it's got to work. You can't can't be it might work. It has to work. And you've got to make it's got to be a proven technology. But there's so many different things. As we said, you even alluded to earlier, 
they were mainframes when you first got into this business, right? The network looked looked different. Maybe some people even had token ring, right? And it started yeah. to change. So technology changes every 18 months. You can't just hold on to an old way of doing things because then you'll find yourself so far behind, you can't catch up, right? And then you have this thing with the consumerization of, of health IT or just consumerization of healthcare itself, people are going to demand that, right? They're, they're used to that now. They're, we're now in a virtual console, remote patient monitoring. The, you know, the hospitals aren't making as many rooms. They're starting to go outside of their four walls. So all this is starting to change and change rapidly because society is changing, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. This, this has been wonderful that you brought this up. And I know you need to say some other things. And we're going to wrap this up at this point. But I want you to leave the audience with your final thoughts about who Harley Ortiz is in this world of health IT and the impacts he has made and what you're going to be doing as you move forward. You know, for me, I, I, I really just want to put myself in a, in a situation where I can make a difference for, for, for the people that we're serving, um, whether it comes down to, in my case, the nurses, the doctors, the staff members for them to do their work and their jobs. Um, I want to ensure because of the responsibilities I have that they have the tools that they need in order to get their jobs done. Um, because once again, at the end of the day, we're doing this for the patients, especially because of healthcare IT, right? Um, and if we can make a difference um, from, from that aspect, then it just, for me, it just trickles down. That means we did our jobs the nurses did their jobs, doctors, and everybody else involved ha has done their jobs. And this patient is now better for it. So the impact I want to say I want to have is exactly that. I, I, I just, I want to put myself in a situation where I've helped somebody else. Um, if, if it's, if it's a networking piece of it, fine. If it's the computer piece of it, fine. If it's pushing a wheelchair, you know, for somebody to get to their patient room, I will be there. Um, but that's the impact I want to have. I want to make a difference in, in other people's lives. And, um, and not only that, but also, like I mentioned before, if I can, if I have somebody working with me, that's one of my, my one of my employees and, and I see them succeeding and I see them getting certifications and, and there's a better opportunity for them. And I was a part of that, that I helped them get a, another job or I helped them get a raise or I helped them, you know, just be better in life. Once again, I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of that. So I think at the end of the day, if I can, if I can enrich somebody, if I can help somebody, I think I did a good job. Oh, I agree. I'm going to applaud you right now. <laughs> Thank you very much for, for sharing on Follow the Brand. This has been, been wonderful. And if the audience wanted to get in touch with you, are you you're on social media? I mean, what's the best way to get in touch with Harley Ortiz? So I, my thing is LinkedIn. Um, I, I try to keep it real. Uh, I don't want to say professional, but I, I try to keep up with mostly on the LinkedIn side of stuff. Um, obviously keep it updated and follow the articles. And as a matter of fact, that's, that's how I stay in touch with you as well through LinkedIn. So if anything, LinkedIn, I'm available through LinkedIn. I can be reached out through LinkedIn. So definitely that's, that's the, that's the avenue to go. Well, excellent. Excellent. That's what we will do. I can't wait for this to, to air. Everyone's going to get more knowledge, more understanding, and more appreciation for 
the work that is done in our healthcare system by our IT professionals. So thank you. Thank you very much. Make sure everyone, you can always tune in to all the different episodes and follow the brand at www.5starbdm, that B for brand, D for development, and for masters.com. So until next time, we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Thank you very much. Thank you, Randy.